Good morning, Patriots. And today is Monday, December 11th in the year 2023. And it's a good day indeed. We have a lot of things in our world that continue to unravel and indications are that a lot of this war that we're fighting is not the war that we think it is. It's a not only is it a spiritual war, but it looks to be increasingly cyber, as we know. But much of this battlefront is cyber, weather warfare. There are sorts of technologies that we most people don't even realize are so active and so persistent. We'll talk a little bit about that in a second. One thing to keep really important in front of us, we all need good sleep. And good sleep is a critical thing. I had a great night's sleep last night, in fact. And how did I sleep? I slept on a my pillow, my pillow two my pillow mattress, my pillow Giza cotton sheets, my pillow comforter. It's like the whole whole deal. I mean, it's right there. This is a great time of year to get these things. This is a, this is great products for Christmas. Great gifts, especially for those people that are still struggling with the awakening. Give them a Mike Mike pillow and say Mike Lindell is now going to put you to sleep. It'll help. It'll help them immensely. Trust me. Any of that liberal mindset that is still there or bias towards not being wanting to see, just give them an anointed pillow. Bless it and say, here you go. I promise you, you'll sleep better. And when you wake in the morning, you shall have eyes to see. Make good, thanks for a good family discussion anyway. Anyway, head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. And with that, have an amazing experience of great savings across a whole variety of products that is truly incredible. So again, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. Okay, so interestingly, US F-16 crashed in the Yellow Sea after a quote in in-flight emergency. There's a lot of this going on, and it's a real strong suggestion that there's probably, a, it is likely that there is a cyber attack going on a lot of our aircraft. And it is an indication of the back doors that were put into so many of these electronics, which basically turns everything worthless in times of war. And so you, we have a, a ongoing fight going on between nations that's undeclared. The problem we have with this is a lot of what you're hearing in the news and us posturing against China and us posturing against Russia and us posturing against the world, we're not the good guy in this one. And that's the the problem is that our country, which is being run and hijacked, was hijacked and being run by a criminal pedophile elite, is only continuing to do its fight against us and using us, our blood, our, our youth, our money, to wage war against a world to force it into a new new form of hegemony. That new form of hegemony and power control centers on destroying the family, centers on mutilating children so that they will never have children, centers on the stupidity of parents to believe that their children are born flawed and therefore there is no such thing as God. These are all the tools that they're using to wage a war against us, to wage a war against this time and place and to literally ensure or try to ensure that God shall never exist and that the family shall never rise again. I think in a certain way, it's, it's um, as I continue to do this research, and in fact, we're moving forward with this documentary, Bards, Bards of War, Family is Everything. The more that you dig into what is going on out there, the more disturbing it becomes because it's not a question of who's running the world. It's only a question of how did we get pedophiles in the world and how do we get them out it's that simple stand by a minute
So with that, we have a challenge ahead of us to begin to expose the truth so people will see it and protect our children and to restore the families. And that's in the irony of all the ironies of what we're dealing with here. They're importing the replacements across an open border. They're bringing in the agents of violence to disrupt and and put people into shock and fear. They're setting the conditions to have a complete upheaval and chaos in this nation that they hope we will never recover from. And that's where we have to continue to keep our resolve to wage war each and every day spiritually to go after the principalities and go after the fortresses in, in these in these strongholds that are beyond our reach, shatter them, break them, sever their ties, find the targets, come together as two or three or come together collectively as a whole and constantly wage war in the spirit. This is the first and principal aspect of this war because what we are witnessing in the physical only extends and is manifesting from the spiritual. Even when we talk about cyber attacks and weather warfare, all of that technology was not of man. And it's a technology that's being given and being used by those that are puppeteering this earth. And it's time that we start to really understand the magnitude of this fight and how important our role is. And so we, are, we become the agents of, of fight. We become the tools of warfare as we use those tools heaven gives us. Centered to all of that is that principle of the concept of heavenly love, the love that Jesus carries, the love that is forgiving but so powerful it destroys the strength of the enemy. And again, a word that is so unfortunately has been so effectively abused and watered down. We're talking about agape level love. We're talking about a love that is infinite, overwhelming, overcoming, that there is nothing in their heart that can be corrupted. There's nothing that a corrupted heart can withstand when it comes up against that. And truly is a a type of love that shatters the the hardness of the hearts, the, the programming of the mind, the stripping of these fake religions, the exposing of the idols which we worship. And as we pray into that type of a a love and a power, we're talking about a tool of warfare that's beyond anything we've ever imagined. It truly means that anybody that encounters it like they did with Jesus is confronted with such truth and profound, overwhelming love that there is anything in their life that they have held on to other than the glory of a kingdom becomes exposed, becomes empty, becomes, becomes worthless becomes meaningless, and they fall onto that place to give themselves totally by their free will, but returning to kingdom and so releasing them from the strongholds of the enemy. That's a major victory. So we have to continue to wage that war in a profound way to free the captives, so to speak, that have been held and that we need to bring back and take away from the enemy's hold. So that's a critical part of what I see going forward as victory and learning again and again how to do that better. And that's part of a study that I'm continuing and I hope we all do. There, to highlight a show that I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to have a similar show here, but Pastor Devonese and her spiritual mentor were on the Resistance Chicks on Rumble the first hour and a half to two hours gets into the praying of this and how to use tools of warfare to pray from victory. Very powerful, very anointed show. I'm going to have them come on as well. I think it's a powerful message that we need to have because what we're trying to do is build and bridges, and we're not trying to build isolated tribes. We're now trying to build the bridges with the tribes so that we become a stronger voice together as we wage war against this evil. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today just blessed and humbled. 
And we sit here and, and before you with a humbled heart as we look into this world and we see the physical world knowing that what we're witnessing here is a manifestation of the Spirit. So, Father, we're praying and putting ourselves first in the prayer space of victory. For victory was given to us on the cross. And this is where the most in, inverted plot part of all of this is though Jesus gave us victory, the problem we live in now is people think that we still have to find victory. Victory is within us. Victory was given to us. Victory is the rock in which we stand. Victory is the breath in which we breathe. Victory is the place of Holy Spirit which we walk within. So, Father, we breathe victory into this world and we step and hold our space here as those who have been given life. And we raise our hands and we pray in this world and we start looking at the destruction of the family. As Father, so we pray into the family today. And we pray into the little ones. And Father, what we look at is we see a, a class of people in this world that have decided that they will, that have seized control, that look at children as their prey, look at children as their food, look at the children as their spiritual source of energy, look at the blood of children as their place of vitality. And so, Father, we pray into that and we break that that fortress and we destroy that fortress of whole, of control. And as we pray into that, into the heavens, we are cutting the ties of that. We're severing that. This is an army of your, of your followers, an army of the children of the Most High that are now standing as we did around Jericho, praying and chanting and praying and chanting, raising our hands as we watch the walls of these fortresses begin to shake. The walls of these fortresses rock and feel the tremendous power of the glory of heaven that moves through us as we speak these words, you shall have control no more on this earth. And we shake those strongholds and we shake those walls and we shake the, the foundations which they were built. And we see the enemy rising up and, and to rear up to strike back and we rebuke them with the power of the Holy Spirit. We rebuke them with the power and the mightiness of the sword of the Spirit and we smote them to the ground as we cut the strings and we cut the puppeteering controls from the spiritual to the earth. And we start to free those that, are, that think that they have all the control. As with Gideon's horns, we speak these words and they, they blow into the world and the pots of light that are broken that releases the glory of heaven. And as we do this moment, Father, we hear the hearts of the enemy shudder. The control that the enemy thought it had is now broken. The enemy is now starting to wonder in, in, in fear and begin to turn on one another. And we pray into this, Father, as the truth of each of them comes, comes forward and the demons begin to become released and not controlled by one, begin to fight one another as the enemy turns on itself and the ranks begin to weaken and the infighting begins and echoes. And the control that they had is shattered. Father, this is a time where, as we pray in this hour, we're praying and we're seeing the children that are being controlled by the mind agents that they use. And those strings are now being broken and we breathe life into these children. We breathe perfection into these children. We tell these children, you are perfect, you are loved, you were born into this world as God intended you to be, not re-engineered by these fools that try to take you to the darkness. So we, we go against the Pied Pipers to try to lead the children into the darkness. And we rebuke them and we bind them and we gag them and we, we spat, kick them off into the foot of Jesus. And we bring this mass of people, we round them up and hold them in, in, a, in a place where now they can be faced the accounting of the courts of heaven for having done damage to the little ones. And Father, as we breathe this victory into truly into the, into the world and we go to the, to the origin place, places where they try to find the children to pull them in, 
These are the pedophiles. These are the people that lure children in for bait. These are the, the Pied Pipers that draw the children off the course to make them hate family. These are the agents of, of disruption and chaos, the whispers of lies that do all the destruction they can to make sure that the family will never be preserved. And so, Father, we strengthen those families that are here. We wrap a hedge of protection around them, and we speak life into those families that are trying to prosper. We pray for the, the, the resources needed for them to raise up these families in spite of everything being done to diminish their financial control or power or even ability to survive. And so we bless them with the resources needed to raise their families up. We anoint them in their hearts to lift them up, to say, you're loved, you're doing the right thing, keep going, keep pursuing. You are part of the victory. And again, Father, we breathe life into the little ones, a spark of life that's so mighty that those that agents that are controlling them, that are playing the, playing the flute to draw them away, or worse, trying to shackle them and bind them into the tortures and hells which await, we break, those, we break those controls. We shatter them and we face the enemy and we speak truth and love into the enemy's heart and we watch the enemy cower. We watch the enemy sh scatter and we watch the enemy scream in pain as it must face the truth and the blade of the true justice of heaven. Father, we continue. As we continue to wage war this morning against those fortresses, those fortresses in the mighty places that the enemy thinks are Im impenetrable, those fortresses that they hold tight, we wage war against those fortresses. These are the fortresses of the darkest of dark, the fortresses that know no limit on where it will wage war against the flesh. These are, these are fortresses that use children as their blood, use children as their food, use children as their life vitality, use children because they want the power that children carry from heaven. And we intercede truly on behalf of of heaven and we step here in the gap and we stand between them and these children and we say no more we raise our hands and we say father we are here in the gap we are holding the line we will not bow we will not bend and we pray hard into these fortresses and we watch those walls shake and we watch an enemy quiver quake and quiver as it looks at us and it sneers and we simply raise our hands higher with the mightiness of heaven flowing through us the power of heaven shocking into them we watch these walls tear down and we watch the enemy exposed and we let them surface to where they have no hidden times anymore they are into the light they must be seen and they are seen as they rise up and scream in, in fear knowing that we now know whom they are and we now know what they are and we cast them out to the feet of Jesus. We bind them, we gag them, we cut their controls, and we lay them at the foot of Jesus. And we destroy these strongholds as, as Joshua destroyed Jericho. We lay waste to these fortresses that are now trying to control the children. And so, Father, we now sit here on this earth as we pray life into this earth. We pray life into these children. We pray life into the families. We pray the healing and anointing blood of Christ to touch those children, to heal those wounds that have been so deeply embedded by the agents of terror that have worked in their lives to convince them that they're imperfect. And so we tell these children, you are perfect. You are as God meant you to be. You are perfectly born into this world. You are, the, you are a child of the Most High, precious and held. And we each of us hold our hands up as we hold these children in, in, our, in our prayers. And we hold these children in the healing, anointing power of prayer and love letting it soothe the hearts, letting it heal the minds, letting it restore the perfection and innocence of a child. For those children exposed to the darkness of pornography and the sexuality that these agents of horror that have been taking into our schools, 
Not only do we gag those agents, not only do we expose them and rip them open for the demons that they are, and we cast those demons out and cast them into the lake of fire. For now we speak to the children and we cleanse their minds and we breathe life and healing in their minds to erase those things in their minds, to redo that timeline in which those agents, those horrible aspects of, of destruction that get into the soul, that rot the soul are no more. And we restore the innocence of the children. And we breathe life and innocence into these children. And we breathe life and innocence into their life as they move forward. And we give the life back to their families. That what was stolen, that which was their told and they should not have, we give life back to the, to the families. And Father, this has been the war to steal the life of the child, a soul miner, a soul, a soul captor. And we need to break those. And we return to them the beauty and glory of the perfection that heaven intended. And any of those binds and controls that the, the demonic has had, we sever them, cut them. For these children have no free will, like they say. This is a manipulation of the spiritual contract, and we rebuke it. And we stand now in the gap, and we say to the demons, you have no control over children. You've exploited your spiritual contract, and you shall be held accountable in the courts of heaven. For you are now cast out. Your controls over these children are broken and bound. And we place the demons that we can grasp at the feet of Jesus for total judgment and hopefully a trip to the lake of fire. For these children are ours to protect. And we do so, Father, in the spirit. We do so now in the prayers. We do so now in the walk that we make in this world, Father, to lift them up in the glory of heaven as the shining examples of what this world should be, the innocence and the love that they bring. We cherish this, Father. We bless this time. We bless this with the rise of the child love in this nation. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We must wage constant warfare against this evil and never, ever give in and never give up. So we must and never stop. And there's much more that we can do as we learn the power of prayer and we take the authorities in us and we venture places that too often we just don't want to go. I think one of the sad parts about our time is as a collective whole, and it's not making any statement to people here, but as a collective whole of a nation and a world, we see prayers as a very selfish and individual thing. We see prayers as something that I want, I need. I need you to do this, Father. I need you to do that. I need you to fix this. I need you to heal that. And while we get responses from that, we're, we're abusing a tool that really can change a world. When we're praying from the power of victory and we're praying from the power of the third, the third heaven and praying that into this world, and we're walking in that place of the second heaven, praying that into earth, and as we're doing this powerful place of raising up a world, we're praying from victory. We're changing a world. It isn't just about changing me. We're bringing heaven into earth, as it should be. And as we very well know, the doctrinal space right now is that Jesus shall return and fix everything. The hardest thing to face is that that doctrinal place was established specifically by the elites to create an environment that we would then abide in a time that they would engineer to make it look like end of times, like now, that people would then sit and wait for Jesus to return and do nothing. 
It's a sickening statement to what's happened to our faith. And the only way through that is for us to return to the footholds and the authorities and the love in which Jesus walked in this world. For those of you that may ask, like, well, do you not believe that Jesus will return? I didn't say any of that. What I'm saying is where we are right now is does not wait for him to come. We have an authority that we have to use fully and maximally to take this enemy out and to use it as he gave us those authorities to do. And when we do that, we fight until the very moment in which that moment happens. But other than that, we are at war and we wage war against this enemy with the authorities given to us and we destroy their strongholds. We just rip apart their fortresses and we free this world from their control. And that's the power and authorities that we are given. And that's the power of what we can do in this world when we come together and understand the true power of prayer. This is why they work so hard at corrupting children. It's why they work so hard at corrupting the church and the true message of God. This is why churches become offering plates rather than anointed places where the Holy Spirit reigns in and fills us all with the glory of what we can do. This is why churches don't speak about healing. Remember, Ezekiel 34 is so clear that God talks about the judgment of the spiritual shepherds. And one of the first two things he talks about is that his spiritual shepherds in the churches are not teaching healing or healing or, or mending the broken. And the third is the lost. So if, if God is telling us that he's going to judge the churches by that, look around at our churches and say, okay, who's teaching healing? Who's teaching deliverance to cast out the demons and free people? Who's talking about bringing in the lost and saving souls? That would be raising the dead. Who's doing this? And the answer is few, very few, because it is, it's not a place the churches want to go to because it's easier just to speak of a gospel that's very vanilla, very safe, and because we don't have to worry about learning the deeper and greater parts of the Holy Spirit and what it can do for us. It's a, it's a sad statement of where we are. Churches has become businesses, and I'm going to continue to wage war on this because the true power of where we are, the, the, re, re, the revival of the church rests in our heart and the glory in which we walk. And as we walk in these authorities and we pray into them and we embrace them, we begin to see a, a new way of waging war that gives us victory. We never are at a loss. And that's exactly what the enemy doesn't want us to realize. That's why the enemy works so hard to break each of us down, to financially squeeze us, to financially pressure us, to get a place where we truly believe that we cannot win and that the enemy is greater than God. And that is the biggest lie ever. This enemy has no chance against the mightiness of our, of our father. And we have been told that he will fight for us. All we have to do is stand, but we have to stand with the heart of kingdom. We have to stand with the authorities of kingdom and to let Father use us as his hands. And when we do, we see the Jerichos. And when we do, we see the Gideons. And when we do, we see the moments of David. And we watch these mighty, mighty beasts fall. And we begin to see the rise true of the true church. The church, the church that works through us, the church without walls, the church without limitations, the church that doesn't run like a business. It's the church of the message of heaven. It's the church that establishes the power and authority of God, of all that is around us, and raises that up in the glory of, of what we're supposed to be. It's a place where our homes and our properties become gods and that we're simply stewards that are never sold, but they're held because land is king. We begin to understand the power of our birthrights and the anointings given to us. We begin to live into those anointings 
and to those calls that we have. And our world changes. We're not channeled into colleges to be told how to think and what to do or being lost when we go there and ending up with some liberal arts degree and then later using that to sell, to make lattes or something. I mean, literally, we are. this is how they have broken us down in the entire system so that we no longer are connected to the source of who we are. And as we free ourselves from that, and, we, and this is difficult at the ages in which we, and many of us are, because we've lived a life of going down a certain path, and now we have to turn and pivot. But it's the glory. God knows this, and he'll work with us. And it may be difficult at times. It feels like, oh, Lord, please, this is so difficult to make this turn. He knows that. But in doing so, you're freeing yourself from the, the chains that are binding you to this earth. It means resetting our lives at critical times so that this army rises up and is more mighty in him. It means going through that fire of refinement, which speaking from full experience and full on flame of, of burning out the dross, it hurts at times. But as it hurts, it frees us into a greater place, a greater place of understanding the power of love in this world, the power of agape as we step into this. A word that even myself, I would tell you a week ago, is just kind of edgy with, but the power of agape love that flows through us and the power of mightiness that it flows through our hands. It's as if we are a piece of him and part of him and everywhere which we go transforms because we carry that light of Christ within us the power of the glory of love of kingdom. And we walk on this earth as he, with the authorities that Christ gave us, we can do all things that he did and greater works than he. And we believe that and know that, not always knowing what those greater works are, but knowing clearly that as we walk with that authority and confidence and the purity in our heart, that no weapon forged against us can succeed and no fortress can stand against us from the enemy. And that's the strength in which we walk and have. So patriots, with that said, that's a good way to start a Monday. I'll see you this evening. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you this evening for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time. God bless, and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again.
Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 